Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Mike Smith, a game saver, and he got run over by Zach Cassian. Be like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game. My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score. We are dry side right circle. No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action. This is NHL overtime. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Officer Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 
by a parapet uh, flashing on the roof of Rogers Place. Crews have begun work on the affected areas. And uh, again, the statement coming from the Oilers Entertainment Group. Crews have begun work on the affected areas, and we do not foresee any significant uh, delays or barriers to either the Edmonton Oilers training camp or preparations and activities related to the hosting as the NHL hub city for the 2020 playoffs. Uh, we've been in constant communication with the NHL and have their full support and collaboration as we work through the process. Again, that statement coming from the Oilers Entertainment Group a little around uh, 50 minutes ago. I, I will tell you right now that, and, and this speaks to how quickly... You know, and crews work and the abilities and skill sets of those type of people, uh, you wouldn't have known that there had been a flood if you had happened to have walked past the front entrance of, uh, of Roger's place and looked through, uh, from the street. It, it just did, that's how quickly they got it cleaned up. So, and, and again, there's many of you listening to the show called Oilers now, um, that build things and you're builders and, Frankly, uh, these things can happen, and it just reinforces the power of uh, of nature. And uh, for those of you that have spent time working outside, and I did for a number of years, 1986 in Wabasca, 1987 in Fort St. John, 1990, bridge washed out in uh, about 40 minutes outside of Prince George, and uh, and some uh, people in the reforestation industry were lost as a result of that wash. Like, it can, it can happen suddenly, and if you've grown up here in Edmonton, you've probably had it happen more than once. When it rains, it rains hard. Uh, I can remember it was, we're joined by Brendan Escott. Brendan, uh, long before you were working on the show, I was at a uh, uh, my wife had a conference for her work in Canmore and we got stuck there for four days and we were in a brand new hotel right next to the uh, hospital uh, in Canmore and the power went out because there was flooding in the basement of uh, the hotel as well as uh, in the hospital and obviously the hospital took precedent and it was it was a little bit if you're not familiar with those sort of situations it can be a little bit scary and a little bit troubling now if you've you know lived in a tent for part of your life and worked outside and dealt with uh, weather conditions and dealt with rain over nine or ten days in a row uh you know you could it's it's not as uncomfortable so it was uh nonetheless that was a that was a that was a deluge that hit us last night i was at a downtown uh uh hot spot and uh, uh bumped in a couple uh friends of mine dean lowry and uh, doug wade and left and just got pounded on as i walked out to the uh, uh the car but anyways the it made a lot of stories i probably had brendan uh I don't know how many people reached out to you because at least 12 to 15 people in the business reached out to me Friday uh, last night and then early this morning. So uh, we'll bring you into the show. Uh, how many people reached out to you? And that was a wild one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, millennials will just tag you in the in the reports <laughs> that have been going on in the Internet. So it's not like my phone was ringing off the hook. But, yeah, it was. I mean, that was wild. And I live pretty close to the rink, too, myself. So we were getting pounded there pretty hard. It just didn't seem like, you know, that it could cause that much damage. I don't know about you, Bob. I didn't see that kind of hail coming down. And it looked like, you know, almost a snowstorm in the lobby of the rink there. But as you said, a tip of the cap to those in charge of getting that stuff under control. And I'm glad it wasn't 
worse. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I've had flood, I, I live in Toiliger, and we uh, we had houses behind us that were built after my house was the last house built in the cul-de-sac, and uh, the grade was a little bit too high when they built the house behind us, and we've had a little bit of flooding once in a while. Like it happens, and water tables happen, but that was and and again, if you like nature, and I I do like nature, and I have I don't like tenting anymore. I will tell you that right now. I'm not a camper. I mean, because I lived in one for three months each summer for. Uh, 11 years of my life but uh you, you you know how powerful it can be and it came up and it stung pretty good but again people did great work we got people that are gifted in that area and as i read in the release already uh there is nothing to derail the uh, uh the potential of the hub city the major challenge for the Oilers Entertainment Group and for the National Hockey League because it's an NHL event once we get uh, everybody in the the major challenge will be getting the American teams up here unscathed that is going to be the biggest issue as we deal with this ongoing situation with COVID-19 now you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Pine Floors text line our River Cree Resort Casino hotline River Cree back up and at them over 1350 slot machines Still no go-ahead yet from the province on things like table games. Uh, remember, the main casino floor is now 100% smoke-free. They've got the brand-new restaurant, Italia, at the River Cree as well. River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. Coming up on today's show from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Elliot Friedman at 1235. Uh, he's in town. Uh, they split the groups in a two today. The third pairing, by the way, in defense. This will be of note to those of you that care about these sort of things. Caleb Jones was paired with Philip Rowe. In the third pairing, uh, Larson remained uh, on the right side with Oscar Clefbaum and Ethan Bear, who I will tell you right now looks very good. Uh, Ethan Bear with Darnell Nurse. So uh, those were the three pairings of D that were out with the early group. They split the groups up. McDavid's line and Dreisaitl's line uh, were both in the first uh, group uh, this morning, along with the Cairo uh, James Neal chase online and i'd say that alex chase on and james neal uh look fit and ready to go as well and that could be frankly they've been pretty really impressive and dominated in stretches so uh we got a lot to get to it's twelve fifteen in edmonton bob stoffer brendan escott with you into our oilers now audio vault for direct work where where safety meets savings in edmonton fort mcmurray and online at directworkwear.com we're going to start we got three clips for you uh the first one is uh, don iveson the city's mayor this is from this morning just updating on the damage to rogers and the liability for repairs he is responsible uh, under the lease agreement to keep us posted on what's happening with the building and to return the building at the end of the leasehold uh, um, uh, term in a serviceable condition. And they're responsible for the maintenance of the building in between. They're required to carry insurance on it, for example, against these kinds of losses and would be responsible for uh, claiming and dealing with the costs of that uh, as uh, as the occupant uh, of, of the building. So um, my understanding is that uh, they have completed uh, a preliminary assessment of the building uh, and that the the damage uh, is is cosmetic and is sort of to the to the roof surface as opposed to any structural damage uh, to the building. Uh, obviously, uh, more detailed assessments will follow, but the pre- preliminary assessment looks very promising, um, and they've been very transparent about sharing that information with the city of Edmonton, consistent with their obligations uh, as a, as a as a tenant in in our building. 
There you go. That is Don Iveson, the mayor, from earlier this morning. Thank you, Brendan, for pulling that clip. Uh, we had Brian Burke and George LaRock on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. I asked uh, Brian Burke uh, for our friends at Canadian Power Pack about whether or not he expects the playoffs to be as physical as normal. Because I'm not sold necessarily that we're going to – I mean, I think we kind of moved away from that style of game anyways. And just there's an emphasis on skill and speed. And I think we're continuing down that path just with the makeup of who plays hockey today and, and how the kids are. I mean, they're, they're greater skilled than ever before. Uh, they skate better than ever before. And if you can't skate, it's a challenge to, to get to the NHL level. So point blank, I asked Berkey, I said, so are we going to have as physical playoffs as normal? Yeah, I do. I, I think teams will probably feel their way a little bit to start. Certainly, that would be my instruction to my coach if I were still running a team. I'd say, look, it's a best of five. We, we don't want to be down 2 nothing at the end of the first period of the first game. So let's play safe to start. Let the players get the feel of it. I think the one preseason game is a really good idea. But let's get, let's get the feel of the game, keep the score where we want it so we're not chasing the game, and then let the players take over. But the first big hit's going to change. If it is tentative to start, the first big hit will change. We'll electrify both benches, and it'll get, it'll get going. So, yes, I think it will be. That's Brian Burke again for Canadian Power Pack. Uh, as part of Truculent Thursdays, most Thursdays we have Louis DeBrus, Brian Burke, and George LaRock. And George was on yesterday. We asked him to do a little bit of uh, a breakdown on the Montreal Canadiens-Pittsburgh Penguins series. And uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi, who, uh, you know, the Oilers, there were lots of teams. Like, it was not a surprise to me. At one point, he was ranked like 10th for that draft. He moved all the way up to number three when Montreal took him. Suffice to say... As you'll hear from George LaRock, George has some concerns about Jess Berry. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, I saw him enough. I saw him a lot. Uh, I didn't like it. In, just when they were, when they drafted him. I was I didn't understand why they didn't take Brady Kachuk because and and I and then say that after one year when we had, we saw that he made the All Star game at the draft. There's many people that didn't understand why they didn't take Kachuk because Montreal didn't. They haven't had a power forward like this. For, I don't know since what. Since when? I couldn't even tell you the last time they had a power forward like this. He's 6'5", he's fast, he's skilled, he's gritty. They need guys like that. Now, Kachanemi, like, you talk about his strength. There's a lot of questions about him. His face-off is not that good. He's not strong in his feet. He, he came in this year, he was slower. He had to go back in the AHL. Um, you know, I think that at best, he's going to be a third-line center, uh, uh, Bob. Wow. But it's wow. very disappointing to see. Uh, uh, it's potential what he's done because yeah he's a nice kid he's nice and stuff but you know when you're drafted in a top five like that you're, you're supposed to be in a top two line player minimum and uh, the way that he plays and sometimes there was question about his ethic work ethic the way the way that he is but i have to say he is to me he's very disappointing well, George is entitled to his opinion, and as you can tell, Brennan, I don't think he's the biggest fan of just Barry Kakaniemi. Uh, he says he thinks he's going to be a third-line center. I, I will be stunned if he's not at least a second-line center. I, I just think he needs to fill out a bit. But George has seen him more than I've seen him over the last uh, 
couple of seasons. Give me your take, Brendan. I wonder whether or not he's a little bit frustrated because of the recent uh, lack of history of developing quality prospects. You look at some of their other, you know, higher round guys that haven't panned out. And I, I when I was looking at Kakaniemi yesterday after this whole conversation took place, he, he's born in 2000. You know, he's still he's just 20 years old. So, in my opinion, Bob George is writing him off a little bit early, but I don't know that he was necessarily ever drafted with that number one center ceiling. You know what I mean? But he was drafted partially because he was a center. And I know I talked to a couple guys going to that draft, and that he was the hot rising guy. Like Barrett Hayton going five, that surprised some people. Just Barry Kotkanami going as high as three did not surprise people. Last year, Kirby Dock... Um, you know, going three to Chicago, I've, I've been on record point blank, and I'm going to say it once, I'll say it a hundred times. I think Kirby Doc's going to be a better NHL player than Jack Hughes or Capo Caco. Can I, I ask just... you something, Bob, right now about Kirby Doc? I was reading something not too long ago that compared his ability as a shutdown centerman to that of his teammate, Jonathan Taves, and we know he spent the whole year up in the, in the NHL. I'm wondering, yeah. you know, have you thought about the impact that Kirby Doc might have as a depth centerman there for the Hawks? Like, he's going to be a third-line center. I think he's going to play by the end of the playoffs. I'm getting a little bit of feedback there, Brendan. But, you know, like, Strom's going to center their second line. Doc's going to center their third. I think Doc's already a better skater than Strom. I'm here to tell you right now, I look at Kirby Doc the way I looked at Shifley back in 2011. And now, Shifley did return two years in a row to junior. But Mark Shifley's a star player in this league. Nugent Hopkins went number one. And Ryan hit 52 points in 62 games his first year the NHL. He was ready to play. He was that skilled, that smart. Uh, but Shifley has matured into a real good player. And Chicago, for whatever reason, you know, they they flew the Doc family into Chicago right after the draft. He threw out the first pitch at a Cubs game. Uh, I, I think they had a pretty good feel on him. And they've got some skill and ability up front. I, I'm just, I, I just look at Kirby and think there's a six foot three guy that is going to grow into his body and is going to put the work in. And Jack Hughes, you know, he's he's a smaller guy. He's got some skill and ability himself, but I just I'm going to bet on that bigger frame long term. It's it's kind of like today, you know, I was watching Broberg again today and thinking, man, there's there's a lot of horsepower there to work with when you got a guy at that size. And uh, Broberg's filled out a bit. He's playing with Caleb Jones in that third pairing. He doesn't look out of place. And if you're an Oilers fan, that's got to have you excited. So, you know, I know size doesn't matter as much as it used to in hockey. But sometimes when you are six foot two and six foot three, and there's such an emphasis on skill development today, that's the thing. 25, 30 years ago, guys weren't skating, uh, you know, 10 and a half months a year. They were skating seven to eight months a year. Uh, guys were hitting the, the weights hard in the off season back then, but they weren't doing hockey specific training. They were almost more training for, you know, for football and like a, a more of a football style approach to training, right? And they'd put on, maybe they put on the wrong type of weight to really excel and focus on skill development for, and now we have skills coaches in the off season. So bigger men are more skilled than ever before. And so I'm going to be, in, in Kakanayami's case, if you're a Montreal Canadiens fan, I know George is down on him a bit. I wouldn't bet against Jess Barry Kakanayami. I might, I might, I might make a little bit of a wager on that one with George. Um, and then when it comes to Doc, I'm just, I'm going to stand by at point blank. I think Doc's going to be a better player 
than Jack Hughes. It is 1224 in Edmonton. Ah, let's get to it right now. Why not? Here we go. Uh, into NHL today for our friends. By the way, that we were in the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray online at directwear.com. To NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to Elite Promotional Marketing. Back at the 630 Jet Studios. Big part of the show. Here's Brendan S. Scott. Connor Hellebuck, Tuka Rask, and Andre Vasilevsky are all up for the Vesna Award for the NHL's top netminder. Rask and Vasilevsky each looking for their second such award while Hellebuck would be uh, would capture his first on what uh, is his second nomination. The BCHL aiming to start its season on December 1st pending approval from provincial health officials. They could uh, open up extended training camps as early as September 8th as well. Uh, as far as the AJHL goes, I think they're still working on the exhibition schedule so stay tuned on that front. Sean Day, former Rangers defense prospect who was released earlier this year, signed a one-year two-way deal with Tampa Bay. 22-year-old spent most of this season in the East Coast League after being granted exceptional status into the OHL a few years back. And Robin Lehner uh, reportedly wants to re-up in Vegas after being acquired at the trade deadline. He was a Vesna finalist last season and went 3-0 with a 940 save percentage in his cup of coffee with the Golden Knights this year. He is playing on a one-year $5 million deal that he signed with Chicago in the last offseason. I don't know if it's uh, something in the water there, Bob, but it seems like a lot of guys who go to Vegas ultimately want to stay in Vegas a while. Well, I mean, it's I, I you know I think it's a pretty good setup. They got a good team. Uh, veteran guys seem to like it. it we're, you know, I'm just looking at their cap situation. in Vegas can they afford a five to five and a half million dollar year cap hit? Uh, because he's that caliber of goaltender. I mean, can they can they spend that much in goal between those two guys? By the way, uh, on the Vesna Trophy for me. Connor Hellebuck from the Winnipeg Jets wins it. I know that Tuka Rask has the superior save percentage, but he's playing in front of a better team. And given the amount of injuries and losses, I mean, the Jets thought Dustin Bufflin was coming back. Tyler Myers left. That's two of their top three right shot defense ball. They, they traded Truba as well. Uh, they had pretty significant uh, changeover on their defense. Connor Hellebuck's the major reason why uh, the Jets had as good a season before the pause as they did. So he wins uh, for me the Vesna Trophy. Very quickly, uh, 24 positive cases in Edmonton last uh, yesterday out of 2,041 uh, tests. Um, you know, uh, Vegas right now is is getting about 900 positive cases a day. And I know that there was a piece written by Rick Westhead, just the concern, again, for the American markets and the challenges. We're, we're far from out of the woods yet ourselves here in Edmonton. I think most of you get that and fundamentally understand that. Uh, that said, Edmonton's only got 14.3% of the positive cases currently in uh, in the province right now. And uh, Edmonton did open up first, and that's part of the reason why we saw a little bit of a spike. And now as Calgary has opened up, uh, the end result is we've seen a shift and uh, Calgary now has 362 active cases. Edmonton's at 217. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Elliot Friedman for NHL Hockey on Rogers for the River Cree Resort Casino when we come back. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad.